The following program is recommended for ages 18 and over due to adult content. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Behind the Scenes, a look at some of the sometimes steamy inside of Hollywood with your host, Hollywood executive and former Victoria's Secret model, Summer Helene. Our program features the gossip, the dish, and the stories of what's really going on behind your favorite movies, television shows, and celebrities from the people who are involved in the industry. Now, here is your host, Summer Helene. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we're on with my co-host, host of the Militant Motto, Paul Michael Bolin. G'day, Paul. Hello. And uh, what exactly are we talking about today? A whole bunch of stuff. But I do want to say I always uh, find it interesting. They have the intro form of Victoria's Secret model. I'm like, I look like a hip hopopotamus right now. So I put on, you know, I put on weight and then I like to dance. So I decided it was a hip hopopotamus rather than a hippopotamus. And, um... I, I'm, I'm like listening to these intros. I'm like, it's amazing. The things that, you know, that you're like, oh, you did this, you did that, you did this, you did that. And Hollywood is such a what are you done for me lately kind of place um, that it's, it's interesting things that matter inside and outside of it. But what I do like in the what are you done for me lately world uh, is the new Bill and Ted movie coming out. I loved mm-hmm. Bill and Ted, Excellent Adventure and Bill and Ted Bogus Journey. So I'm going to have to see the new Bill and Ted. I mean, I don't know. What platform is it on? I know it's... I don't know. Alexis, can you please look up what uh, platform Bill and Ted, uh, find the music, feel the music, something about music is on? Yeah, the new Bill and Ted music. Face the music. Tell me when, uh, tell me what platform that's on. Now, I gotta say, uh, if you guys have not seen Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure or Bogus Journey, it, it is fabulous. And this is a film. I'm telling you to watch these and I had nothing to do with them. I think the first one came out before I was born. Um, I, but well, I, I, I would assume so. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I yeah, still love Keanu Reeves and want to have his baby. I'm just saying. Um, yeah, you, you know, can watch it on Google Play. So, well, he's yeah. he's one of the, he's one of the good guys in Hollywood, and I don't mean like hyped as a good guy where he pays into the press. Um, he right. has been since his girlfriend died. He actually, um, he was he was engaged to be married. She was pregnant. Girlfriend died. It was a, a mm-hmm. big problem, but he wow. became like a hardcore humanitarian after that. And he's kind of just always been a down-to-earth guy. And I don't mean like Johnny Depp. You hear stories about him being down-to-earth, but he's still Johnny freaking Depp. Um, Keanu right. Reeves is one of those guys that if you talk to anyone that's dealt with him, he's just, he's kind of a bro. It's like Chris Hemsworth goes in that category. He's just, he's just a guy. <laughs> And so points to that. I love I love people like that in Hollywood. Um, but we've got a lot going on in the news. You guys have been sending me stuff on Twitter, especially about Kellyanne Conway's daughter. Um, and I'm going to say a few things. I'm going to preface it this by, I freaking hate Trump. How dare you guys keep putting me in a position where I have to defend him and his surrogates. Come on. Um, but yeah. you got to be... You, yeah, I hate Trump, and I keep defending him based on what other people are saying. Oh. I've lived in the neighborhood since 2015. Pretty sure. I, I'm just, I'm like, don't get me wrong, I'm all in for Biden, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying you guys put me in positions where I have to defend some of these people associated with Trump, and everyone, like, d- attacking Kellyanne Conway, especially women here, 
I just want you guys to remember, aside from being an asshole, I, I get that. I get the problem there. Um, calling her anti-feminist is not the right way to go. She is the first female to lead a presidential campaign to the White House. So she actually did make history. Um, and it should also be noted, she got him elected. Yeah. That guy. Yeah, she, she, she got Mr. Pumpkin elected. So Seriously. it's not like she had the easiest candidate to deal with. Kim, right there. So, uh, and I'm, I'm going to use this into a, in a segue and saying I can't stand her either. But to the people sending me stuff like, oh, talk about Kellyanne Conway's daughter. Um, she is a 15-year-old kid. So I understand she's talking about her parents on social media. She's got a big following, especially on, on Insta. But please, guys, remember, she's a kid. So to the people on here that, like, wrote me saying, you know, um, that the Trump, the surrogates are attacking her for talking out against Trump. And I know we've got people on the right and left that listen to us. We've got libertarian. We, we've got a big mix here. But mm -hmm. attacking her because she doesn't agree with her parents. I don't know a 15-year-old kid that does. Um, right. You I mean, can disagree with these kids online, but the people that are writing it, especially on behind the scenes and on our social media, uh, um, and arguing with each other and and telling kids to fucking kill themselves, not cool. Right. Okay. And also, uh, if you <laughs> if you can't debate her point and you have to insult her, you have lost the argument. And, and you should not lose the argument with a child. I'm just saying. Like, yeah, I promise just, you're smarter than a child. Yeah. So, so, and I've, I've just taken on this thing, especially on Facebook, where it's like, okay, if you insult me, it's over. Bye. Because, you know, if I don't, I don't, I do not outright uh, insult people online, although I do point out certain foibles. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that's to be expected, you know. And plus, if I find out uh, most of the people I, I wind up arguing with online, I, I think that they're like second graders, but it turns out they're like 50 with a couple of kids at a college degree, you know, so okay, that, I, that's worse. Um, but I, I just no matter where you stand on this political divide, please remember, we all have to live together when this is over. When we get President Biden, <clears throat> hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Um, and I know I know for, <laughs> I was going for Trump. <laughs> Paul's going cool. for Trump, I'm going for Biden, but I'm right. just saying, no matter who gets in, like Paul and I were on different sides of the last debate, we're friends, we're on different sides of this one, it is not impossible to disagree and still like each other. Yes, uh, I think uh, Brett Weinstein, uh, not Harvey, not, he's not, not Harvey's not brother. Not the rapey one, not the rapey one. The Evergreen College professor, that's where he said, uh, you know, do you... You owe it to just humanity in general to make your point without twisting the knife. I like that. Mm. And something I think that is that is something my dad told me. It is much easier for a person to forgive you for you being wrong than to be okay with the fact that they were wrong. People like to stick with their decisions, good or bad. It's easier to forgive them when you're in the wrong than it is for them to own up when they are. So if you think someone else is wrong, just remember, it's easier for them if you think you're wrong to forgive you than it is to see themselves as wrong. So mm -hmm. just look at it from that perspective. They could be wrong, but uh, is it really a, worth losing that yeah. person? So, all right. 
in you're in you're the wrong, but they're not the wrong with or the wrong with the That's it's easier that way. Uh, and to the gent that wrote in asking about the recent shooting, I, I don't think there is different opinions on this. The man was shot in the back. Uh, after he was told oh. to surrender, after he was tased twice, uh, and there was a knife on the floor of the car. So I'm I not, know. It just needs to be investigated. I, I agree. I'm just, I'm saying, um, I'm, I'm actually very pro police. So everyone knows I, uh, cause I've had people write on here when I've said I'm pro police, they're like, well, you know, they'll dig on me and be like, I found out that you were married to a cop. Yeah. And I'm related to a lot of police. So, but the ones I know are good people, good apples. I don't think we should demonize the entire force, but I also know the police that I know, uh, wouldn't have shot him. Um, they'd have pepper sprayed the crap out of him. Right. But, um, yeah, I don't know if the pepper spray would have worked, especially when he was going in his car. There were, he had, I think two to three kids were in that car. So you would have immediately flooded that with pepper spray. Okay. Well, I, (laughs) the door was open. This is why I'm not a cop. (laughs) Um, but everyone please remember as hard as this is right now, um, of course, black lives matter. Of course, this has to change. And when we talk about the kid, uh, that was shooting people, uh, that went out with the militia, when you guys asked us about that, I know you wanted my opinion. You wanted Paul's opinion. Um, holy shit. That's all I have to say. Paul, I wanted your opinion. Uh, well, yeah, okay. So it looks like it was self-defense, except for the first, the first kill. Uh, when he, the guy he shot in the parking lot, we don't have any video on that. But he's in custody under investigation. So that's I, opening that's fire into it. a crowd that I just don't see an excuse for. He fired into a crowd. I didn't see that. Yeah, he fired into guy, a crowd of people. Saw the guys jumping on top of him. The seven? Uh, one, no, no, no. Before that, the seventeen-year-old kid. Um, fight into a crowd. Mm. Uh, yeah, I might want to see the link on that one because no, I mean he fired at the guy who was throwing. Apparently, he was throwing a Molotov cocktail. Fell into the auto dealership. Yeah, but the reality is, he went into the town armed. All right, there's that. Uh, but you're also um, hearing uh, cries from the other side saying, "Defund the police. We can police ourselves." This is what I know. The, the whole thing looks like, as you can see, it's a little messy. Uh, yeah, I don't know. They they may be able to get him on mm-hmm. so, something, but I don't know what. I really don't. Because um, uh, again, it it looked like they were they were beating him up. So yeah, well, I know that. So one dead after man shoots into a crowd um, at Brianna Taylor protest in Louisville. I still, ha- I wait a minute, Louisville. Yeah, I'm talking about Louisville. Right, kid so the shot kid, into a crowd. Well, the 17 year old kid that was in Illinois, or Wisconsin. This is a kid. Yeah, that was another kid. Okay, so you can confuse. So the the person in Louisville. The horrifying part. Well, here here we go. Here's the shortcut. The fact that we are both talking clearly about. I'm talking about Louisville. He's talking about. Um, you talking about Missouri? The one in Missouri, or are you talking about the one in Illinois? I thought it was Wisconsin or Illinois. There's one in Illinois as well. There's one in Missouri. Right. 
So that's okay. what a seventeen-year-old would be who's playing LARPing as a militia person. So. That, yeah. Um, so the reality is there have been too many shootings at this point, and I think I'm I'm crossing them and. Um, I'm mixing up facts. I think I just took facts from the Missouri one and put it in the Louisville one and vice versa. So listeners stay indoors during the night because there is just it is just nasty out there right now. And I don't know which way things are going to go. Wear a mask. (laughs) You're going to protest. Wear a mask. Um, You you saw when they attacked. uh, uh, They tried to get the Rand Paul last night, leaving the White House. After the speech, uh, they apparently he didn't say Rihanna Taylor's name fast enough, and so they went after him for that. I I don't I don't approve of Rand how people Paul, are reacting, but I understand the anger. I do. Rand I get Paul it. Legislation last week called the Rihanna Taylor Act, which is supposed supposed to remove uh, no knock warrants from our lexicon. He's literally. I don't know. I don't know if anyone else is doing something like that to actually make it so that yes, this should not have happened. You just like him because he's a libertarian. It helps. <laughs> Sorry, it that's helps. what I like about him but too. He's really, <laughs> he's very really small government, small government guy, and I just don't see. I can't see it working with the tiny, as tiny as he wants it. But uh, no, he, he, he freaking you know. Introduce legislation with Brianna Taylor's name in it to it to make sure that we don't have other Brianna Taylor. I, I agree with Ever- what he was doing there, but I also agree everyone's just pissed at this point. I think everyone's just pissed, and I don't. I, I get it. I do. I would be. Um, and you know, I've been involved in. You know, I, I I've been involved in some of this, and I just. I get it. I get the the. Uh, basketball is walking like i get it um we have to go to break when we come back we'll try and get off politics i swear but we were just answering a few of the questions you guys put on uh twitter and tiktok and seriously please remember her daughter's a kid like you you can hate her all you want to but the daughter is a kid so i know it's the trumpers going and people are responding saying it's the trumpers going after her it is but I know we've got, and I, but I know this goes both ways. I'm not talking about with her. I'm yeah. talking about it doesn't matter which side you're on. Everyone's attacking. Yeah. Everyone stop yelling at children. That's all I'm asking. Yell at each other. Don't yell at kids. Yeah. Um, we're going to go to break. When we come back, we'll talk about something a hell of a lot less depressing. I'm Summer Helene. We're with my co-host, host of the Militant Motto, Paul Michael Bond, and We'll be right back after this. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Have you checked out Teen Wealth Radio? It's a show for teens, their parents, and educators. Hosted by Brandy England, along with regular weekly contributors, Teen Wealth Radio will cover the topics that teens need to talk about. Plus, we discuss a book of the week and a movie of the week, and each show will offer a challenge to our teen listeners that they can share on our private Facebook group page. Be sure to tune in to Teen Wealth Radio, live every Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific, on Voice America Variety. 
Racers and Rental Cars is the program for wannabe pro racers and those interested in the racing profession and automotive industry. Join hosts Cameron Ferre and Don O'Neill as they take you behind the scenes with previews and review for race day. It's about the business as well as the fun. We've got the scoop, the guests, the discussion, and the WTF moments. All you need to do is bring your ears. Racers and Rental Cars heard every Saturday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1 866 472 5788. That's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we're with my co host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin. Yeah, we're not pissing off anybody today, are we? No, we're pissing off everyone. But I figure while we're doing it, let's also piss off parents. I'm looking, I go through headlines before we start talking about it. And I got it, I have to do um, uh, a quick take back. The shooting in Louisiana where they shot into the crown was not the kid. The kid was in Illinois. So I'm I'm crossing news stories. But the fact that there are so many shootings is now horrifying. And this is beyond horrifying. But... um, the the what the best headline I came across now news has kind of become like infotainment um and I know you know we're responsible for that and holy weird but whatever the best headline I came across this week was preschoolers are mask licking germ bombs um I've never heard a more accurate uh portrayal of a child yeah 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 they're little like germ incubators they're disgusting. I still have the flu Kimberly gave me when she was in kindergarten. How does that happen? That was a while ago. So. <laughs> they, I'm telling you, once you get it, you stay sick from the time, like, I went, from the time I adopted Kimberly, I've been sick since. It's just, it's what it is. They're gross. Kids are gross. They're sticky and they it, smell. You, could you just be, like, allergic to kids? Uh, yeah, I don't really like children. I don't, well, I can tolerate mine. It's other people's children. They make noise and they touch stuff. Uh, yeah, well, there's that. It, there is, but we've got some, surprisingly enough, some films that have wrapped. I want to see a tenant that's coming out. It's a Robin Pattinson film. Um, it's got, uh, he played Alfred in the new Batman and I, he's amazing and I'm slipping on his name. Uh, Kane, Michael Kane. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I can't believe I spaced on Michael Kane. I think that was at least two Batmans ago. Well, yeah. who the hell forgets Michael Kane? Um, <laughs> well, I was over the TV version that's Alfred. It is 
Valid, valid. I get it. I'm just saying, like, I can't believe I forgot Michael Caine. That's that's a sin, I'm pretty sure. Um, I don't think there was an Alfred in the, the Ben Affleck Batman. I don't think there was. I didn't watch it. Uh, I Rob- haven't even seen I, Suicide I, Squad because I, I heard it was garbage. I, the new one looks pretty good. I just saw it. Uh, trailer for that. The, oh, the, the spe- yeah. Speaking of Robert Pattinson, the new Batman looks good as well. Mm. Um, I find that interesting. But he's got this new one coming out, Tenant, that's supposed to be good. Um, there are some decent films coming out, but it's still garbage all the way across the line on Netflix. So if you all want uh, your shows made, now's the time. But people are starting to go back to work. Um, there are new COVID um, safety measures in place on sets, which is costing a fortune. So expect yeah. to see a lot more animation. Yeah, and also just uh, you know read read the full articles, people, because I, I saw a headline that Smash Mouth uh, Smash Mouth had a con- had a concert, and there could be a hundred cases of COVID tied directly to that concert. They're really they. I, I just don't believe it just because really 100 people showed up for a Smash Mouth concert. I mean, this is in 2001, right? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm not... <laughs> I don't know. I are like Smash that, Mouth. Are, are people think... that starred for, for, for in, entertainment, for live music, Smash Mouth? Yeah, I, don't I don't know. Smash Mouth is like Alexis is laughing in the background. I don't know. Smash Mouth, like... All Star was good, but did they make anything else? Like, do they have another song besides the uh, one from Strike? Uh, I thought that was. Oh yeah, they covered the monkeys. That's right. Mm-hmm. I'm a yeah. I'm a believer. I, I, I would believe. They didn't release a single. They released an album. Uh, there you go. Smash Mouth did something. I mean, sure. They're putting together a uh, you know a compilation. They, they they would probably have to follow what uh, Dream Theater did, which was when they came to their greatest hits, they just called it Greatest Hit and other fan favorites. They also only had Oh, like I one. like that. Yeah. That's so. cool. I remember cool. working at a record store where Timbuk3 had a Greatest Hits come out. I'm like, really? What? And granted, the future so bright I want to wear shades was three different versions on the Greatest Hits thing, so... I, I, I like that song. At least they're servicing, you know, they know where the money's at. I do have to say, I didn't, I don't actually remember, like, record stores. I know there's, like, Amoeba in Hollywood, that's still one, but are there record stores anymore, or have they gone the way of the dodo? Actually, records have come back. People are collecting things on vinyl. Yes! You know, Good! I'm seeing CDs, Jesus. I'm seeing a lot of different, but, like, now they're, but they're really freaking expensive. Like, I've been trying to slowly get rid of my record collection. I've been selling it off on Amazon for the last uh, five years. I, I have a lot of vinyl. But, yeah, I mean, people today, I guess, you know, if you're going to collect something, because kids aren't really collecting, you know? Oh, they collect. It's just they collect. Um, so the Virtual. things that are popular right now are scrunchies, uh, hydro flasks, uh, cabbage patch dolls, Okay. Um, well, uh, I was referring followers. to you know what, 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 what most of the time we're doing, which is media. Like, how many CDs uh, does oh, you kids don't. I don't think anyone's used CDs in the last ten years. Yeah, I, I haven't even bought a CD in a couple of years. That's and I've got a couple thousand sitting on a shelf over here. I like that. Uh, oh, and then the uh, the big news story and the one that I found amazing: thirty nine missing kids. 
located in uh, Georgia's uh, were located in Georgia in a sex trafficking sting operation. They found thirty nine kids. Thirty nine freaking thirty nine kids. Wow! All so, front page. I was. I've been watching the news all day. I didn't. I didn't see that anywhere. Because the RNC and Trump's thing today is front page. This is in uh, here. 39 here, blah, 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 blah. 39 missing children located in Georgia's sex trafficking sting operation. The children were considered to be some of the most at-risk, challenging cases, and they were found in a group. They just put them all together. So, so I mean, individually? Kids being, no, no, no. They were found so the kids were being trafficked. I mean, these sick fuckers. I, I'd like to remind everyone, every time we use bad language, we give money to the Boys and Girls Club of America, the Humane Society of America, and free MMA. We swear because we care and because I am pissed off, don't mess with kids. Um, the But, yeah, they found them. They were being held together. Yeah. Were they selling them as a set? I have no idea. Oh, that's going to get some letters. Uh, yeah, sorry. that's going to get Bye. letters. Um, that, that, that's not, yeah. But So it was uh, kids aged five and up. It was really... Oh. I'm really glad they found them. Um, yeah, yeah. Jesus. I'm I mean, so horrified that, that this, this is a thing. Well, they're, they're kids that have been trafficked from all over the country and are being left there. So that's where they found them. Um, hmm. there, there's something so heartbreaking when you hear about children. Like anyone being trafficked, of course. But when it comes to kids, it's, it's just – and it should be higher in the news. Like this – the, the fact that we're covering, like, I've got Jeff Daniels' speech goes viral, shredding Trump in must-watch speech. Like, we've got news infotainment that is going viral, but talking about trafficked kids, not at right. the top of it. There was that thing from the newsroom during Obama's administration, right? Yeah. Uh, no, 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 this is a new one. <laughs> um, so it, it's just, it's so, things that are important, like Hawaii now has coronavirus, um, the four people at the Republican National Convention test positive for coronavirus. Like, this is what's at the top of the feed. And at the bottom, we have 39 children found. Like, come on. We've got our priorities out of whack. COVID. It, it, was, it was this week. The yeah, incubation they were coming back had, from... Had 14 uh, days. Yeah, there were people at the... Basically, they've now tested positive and they were at the convention. It's not from the convention. People okay. that were at the convention have tested positive, so there's now concern. Okay. I mean, are these, I, I wow, are they healthy people? Because, I mean, my, my cousin's still on a respirator. Well, it's not, it's and, not about whether the people, I, ho I hope they're healthy, it's, but the concern is because there weren't masks and because people were crowded over those four days, um, <laughs> people going in, they had asked people on their own, I know everyone said that the RNC didn't test, but they actually did ask people to test. People tested, didn't get their results back, went, and have now had the test come back positive. So yeah. it's yeah. it's not good. So, no, they need um, to. Oh, I thought they could. Well, okay, so they they didn't. Don't they have like the immediate test with the temperature or no? Of course they do. But if these people were shedding but not showing, yeah. that can I don't happen. Care who the president so. is. Would, would be I we want, have to protect the president. You have to protect. You have to protect the president. Well, my uh, my my reason for wanting to protect Trump is very selfish. If he dies, people will Mike martyr Pence, him. Jesus Christ! I don't want, yeah, well, it's, it's not even that. If if Trump dies, people will martyr Trump, and I hate Trumpian politics. So no martyring Trump. Keep him alive. Oh. 
Um, and Mike, President Pence? Mm. Okay, that's yeah. awful too. You're going to give me nightmares, Paul. We're not talking about horror films today, and you're starting a horror film. Um, <laughs> Beth, it was the best convention. It was the best. It was my. I was the best. Everybody was there. You know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh my like, God, okay. we're gonna go to break. Try to bit more when God. we come back. I'm yeah. Samaline Rogan, my co-host, host the Mills at Modern, Paul hey. Michael Bolland, who I'm totally gonna talk into doing that voice again. We'll be right back after this. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on voiceamerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. You are listening to Behind the Scenes with host Summer Helene. To connect with the show today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to bts at summerhelene.com. Now let's go back behind the scenes. G'day, g'day, guys. Welcome back to Behind the Scenes. I'm your host, Summer Helene, and we are on with my co-host, host of the Militant Moderate, Paul Michael Bolin, and our very, very special guest, Mayanne Gordon. From homeless to homeowner, business owner, and TikTok famous influencer. She's a podcast host, a world traveler. Her life's been an incredible journey from college dropout to accomplished entrepreneur. She's driven by passions and curiosity. I'm very, very excited to introduce our guest. And I got to tell you guys, when we've been doing press all week for the show, I've been saying her name wrong all week. So I feel like an ass. Mayan, welcome to the show. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Did I get it right that time? You did. You nailed it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> when you, it's, it's awful when you say something. <laughs> yes. I'm like when you say something so often, I'm like for just, for just one week, it's like sit into my brain. I feel like an idiot. Um, can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. So, Currently, I spend most of my time either in content creation, uh, both on TikTok, Instagram, and LinkedIn, as well as I do consulting for other you know, celebrities, um, personalities, brands, and businesses, helping them with their social media and branding. And then I also have 
a glass blowing company where not so much during the summer because it gets really, really hot, but the rest of the year I blow, you know, uh, some different art pieces um, in glass. That is fantastic. Now, I have to ask you, how did you get into digital marketing? That, so for anyone that doesn't know, that's kind of the social media marketing end of things. Um, when we do a distro on a film, we always consult with someone like you. And it's really, really interesting the, the, what you guys do. Yeah, so I, I got into it about 10 years ago when I dropped out of college to do copywriting full-time. So this was really before social media was a, was a kind of a big deal. Um, and it was mostly writing blog posts, writing article posts for content marketing, writing up the emails for email blasts, and then also writing the copy for landing pages. And I did that for a while before I started up my first business, which was a, actually a smoking accessory business with a product called Diffuser Beads. Um, and then that transitioned into a graphic design business. And from there, I got into the glass blowing. So just with each of those, because we started, you know, bootstrapped from the ground up and never had any investment money or really any money of our own to invest into the company, um, I had to be really, really good at marketing. I like that. Now, what advice would you get? I'm talking to people on Twitter as we go. What advice would you give to people who are trying to push their own brand, their own business, um, I've got people here that are models, actors, jewelry designers, clothing designers. We've got a big mix of people here. Uh, what advice, what is Absolutely. the number one rule? Yeah, so I've got, you know, honestly, I've got tons of tips, but I think one of the biggest ones is to really share content around your story or the story of why you started that business. How did you get into that business? Because the internet is really so saturated right now with, things that promote products, with things that promote services, with content that promotes those things, and even just with content that is maybe providing value but is strictly information-based. And people have, for you know, the history of humankind, really connected with each other through storytelling. So anytime you have the ability to share or tell your story, make sure that you're doing that. I would say my second tip is really to center a lot of your, your energy and your efforts around communication in terms of building relationships. Uh, because it's really the, the followers, the fans, the customers who you take that time to build a relationship with through communication, um, whether that's direct one-on-one -on -one or sending them out, you know, an email through your email list. That communication really matters to people and is what helps drive those relationships and makes them really deeply loyal. Now, Ellie Bales is asking, what if you can't get people to respond to you? I put out lots of posts and no one responds or likes them. Yeah, so it's not just about posting. It's about engaging with people kind of on their terms. So one really great strategy, and this does work for, for most platforms, is to comment on other people's posts so that they really feel that you're someone who cares about them from the get-go. Go onto their posts, look at their content, and make a comment that isn't just, you know, a heart emoji or looks great, but say something that really adds value and helps you know, you connect with that person. So, for example, if you're trying to, let's say you have a, a pet brand and you're trying to get people to notice your dog posts or um, your pet-related posts, go to other people's pages who are your target customer and you can kind of find out that they're your target customer by going to a different person's dog-related or pet-related or, you know, pet brand page and see who's commenting on their posts. And then go to their, that person who's commenting's page and comment on their pictures of their dogs and go, oh my God, your dog looks so cute, what kind of dog is he? And start that conversation with them that gets them to really engage with you. And again, a great way to do that is also by asking questions. 
So people love to answer questions. Um, we're kind of compelled to in, in various senses. So really reach out to other people and start to engage with them. You start that conversation, and it can be really helpful for them then coming back to your content and responding and commenting on it. I like that. Now, what if you have a contra- here, another one? What if you have a controversial opinion and you want people to listen to it online? Ooh, uh, run. Ooh, that's a great one. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, controversy can be a really great tool. Honestly, controversy can drive a lot of attention. One of the things that you're really trying to capture with any type of social media, with any type of digital marketing, is before you are able to deliver your message, first you have to just grab their attention. So if you are posting something that's controversial, great. Just be aware that some people are going to have a negative opinion and some people are going to have a a positive opinion of it. And then just also be aware um, and respond to some of the feedback that you're getting, I would say, in a positive sense. So even if someone, you know, is kind of um, being mean or saying something negative on your post, you can still respond in a positive way. And all it does, honestly, is make you look good and make them look bad. I like that. That is really, really good advice. It's much better than my usual advice of burn it down. I like yours better. Um, I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah, I, just, I, I would never just, say that. Yeah, never, 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 uh, never go into it thinking that your opinion is going to be treated fairly. Yeah, and, and you that, know, the I truth of it is, is all of our content's controversial to someone, right? Even if you're posting the most fluffy, lovey-dovey, I love everyone content, there's still going to be people who come and try and be negative on your post. So it's almost um, inevitable. Now, I'm going to say, can you choose a question from what you've said or something people can look up online about you? We have giveaways today. Our giveaways are from Off-Road Rentals in Palm Springs, California. You can come out for an ATV ride or True Rest float spas in Sedona and Las Vegas. You can use it at any True Rest float spa. So choose two questions um, to ask people. I'll give you a second for that. Anything you want so they can go look it up about you or you could ask about content, one of your videos on TikTok. And to win it, they got to go through and find the information. I do want to give a quick shout out to Tiny Bubbles Hair Salon in Palm Springs, California. Thank you for always making me red carpet ready. I miss you. Please come back. Um, I look <laughs> awful right now. My inches, my, my roots are six inches long. I miss you. I love you. Um, Jaws Size, thank you. We've got some giveaways from Jaws Size. And Scott Haskin, thank you for that gorgeous intro music. And, of course, Off-Road Rentals and True Rest. So if you have a couple of questions you want to ask people for our giveaways, or I can, you know, have Paul pick obscure yeah, film yeah, references. Yeah, no, I've, got, I've got at least <laughs> one or two off the top of my head. Um, so okay. the first one would be, where do I currently live? Where am I based out of where am I located? Um, I think that's a good one. Uh, another one would be, when did I hop on to TikTok? What year and month Ooh, I like those. Did, I, did I start my TikTok account? So, guys, if you can find uh, those two answers, go Cyber Stalker, contact us, and you can win an, a ride at Off-Road Rentals in Palm Springs, California, or, rest at True, uh, True, or a float at True Rest Float Spas, Sedona or Las Vegas. You can use it at any True Rest. That was a mouthful that I just completely lost. Now, for you, you're big on TikTok. Um, I watch your stuff. You're fabulous. And I keep telling everyone that, you know, the next big stars are all going to come from TikTok. They're all going to come from social media. Um, And I see you getting bigger and bigger and bigger and your following getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You're quite impressive. What made you decide to jump on TikTok? Yeah, so I decided to jump on TikTok 
for two reasons. One was that I'd been on Instagram for quite a long time um, and had a lot of success, but my growth on Instagram really plateaued, I would say, in 2018, and I was just struggling to find another place to grow an audience on. Um, and so after listening to Gary Vaynerchuk for you know months and months talk about TikTok, I decided to finally give it a try, um, and that's really what pushed me onto the platform was from hearing about it from, from Gary V. Interesting. Very, very interesting. How quickly did your following grow? Very, very quickly. So I didn't gain a ton of traction within the first week, but um, even within the second week, started getting, you know, a couple thousand followers. And then in that second week, I had my first viral video, which got millions of views within the first 24 hours and tens of thousands of comments, or at least thousands of comments. Um, and, and that was certainly incentive enough for me to pay more attention to it, and to put more energy into it from there. Um, and then it just continued to be kind of viral hit after viral hit for the months of, uh, well, I won't say the months to give that away, um, but for those first three months, and rose very, very quickly up to about 1.7 million followers. And then it was more of a slow, steady climb from there up to 2 million. Now, I, I do have to say, um, I, I always tell people when they're jumping on TikTok, the, you don't do the same intro video you do, you know, you, you jump on Insta, you're like, hello world, I'm here. On TikTok, that first video matters a great deal. Why do you think people are so drawn to you? You know, I think people are, are drawn to me for a couple reasons. Um, the first thing I would preface, though, is that I had great timing. So I was probably the first or second glass blower to hop onto the platform. And for everyone listening, um, if you don't know, a lot of my content is glass blowing content. So it's got awesome molten glass in the video. And it's just visually very, very engaging. But I think the other thing is um, I'm naturally a bit of a performer. And I've spent a lot of time over the past, you know, four or five years working on live streaming and kind of getting good at being on video. And so that certainly helps. Um, and then I also love sharing things that I know bring the audience value. So I don't make it just all about me. I make, I make it about the audience as well. And I like to do uh, fan shout outs and I like to kind of provide educational information that helps people learn about the thing that I know that they're interested in. Now, what I find very interesting, TikTok is a bit of a different platform uh, compared to the others. Not only is it obviously far more visual, uh, but it's a lot more positive and there's a lot more interest in yes. real talent. It's not like, oh, look, I have great ass in a bikini. It, it's real talent. It's really interesting people. I mean, you're gorgeous and you do great on Insta too. But, Thank you. <laughs> but, but it requires, on, on top of it, it requires real talent and personality. And you, yep. I mean, yep. really, really shine on that platform. What is it? Um, I, I can tell you, I watch you. So I can tell you why people like you, but why do you think people watch you? I'm going to put you on the spot for it. Yeah, no, it is. Um, I would say it's because I've worked over, again, really the past 10 years, very, very hard on, on myself. And what I've found through that is the better I become as a human being and the better I become as the person that I really want to be, the better my business profits from that, the better that my social following um, reacts to it. And so I'd say it's my sense of um, supportive enthusiasm that really draws people in. I kind of make people feel energized, motivated, and encouraged. You're, you're fun and you're inspiring. I will 100% agree there. 
What was the hardest moment you had um, moving on to social media? A lot of people worry about doing it and worry that people aren't going to like them or worry that they're going to have trouble doing it. What was the hardest moment for you? Oh, yeah. No, definitely that for me, too. Um, There were a couple times on Instagram where people just, you know, were pretty awful to me in terms of, especially when I was doing, um, when I just got into glassblowing, because kind of back, you know, five, ten years ago, glassblowing was really thought of more as this thing that you had to apprentice for, and you had to go through these certain steps before people would respect you and before you were allowed to sell glass pieces. And I just hopped on and started doing my thing and selling glass pieces right away. Um, And a lot of people had a lot of issue with that and, you know, would send me all these horrible messages and send me all these horrible comments. Um, And it gets to you when it's a huge volume of people who are trying to tear you down. And I definitely struggled with that a lot more initially than I do now. But I think that's part of the beauty of social media is you can see it as something that has negativity in it, or you can see it as a tool to help yourself develop the skill of being able to ignore that negativity or even being able to take that negativity and turn it into something positive for yourself. I love how positive you are. My first response was going to be, give me the names, I'll kick their ass for you. And then you're just (laughs) like, no, you turn it into positivity. I'm like, oh, I feel like a dick. (laughs) Um, I think that's absolutely wonderful. Now, can you tell everyone real quick, um, you're on TikTok, Instagram, LinkedIn, your website, I'm going to jump into the glass blowing, but I wanted to go. I know we had a lot of questions about the social media stuff. Sorry, guys, that's as far as we're going to go into it. Can you tell everyone where to find you? And then I want to ask you about your glass blowing. Absolutely. So on TikTok, I'm World of Glass. On Instagram, it's Mayan Gordon Media, which is a little tricky to spell because my name is definitely tricky, which is why you had trouble with it. Um, fair yeah. enough. And so for everyone that I've been, everyone I've been saying it's Mayan Gordon. It's not. I'm, I'm going to correct that. I swear I'm going to go back and fix the media stuff. Um, but I've got the spelling up. So they do know how to spell it, just not pronounce okay, it. Great. That's my fault. <laughs> no problem. I'm not worried about the pronunciation. <laughs> just the spelling. <laughs> um, and then I'm also on LinkedIn, just under my own name. And then my website is myongordonmedia.com. I like them. And so I'm going to jump back because I interrupted you. So it's Mayan Gordon Media on LinkedIn, Worlds of Glass, on T. Oh, 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 Mayan Gordon Media on Instagram. So that's the one I talked over. So my apologies. Um, Check out, guys, jump on TikTok and watch her stuff. She is incredible. How did you get into glass blowing? I'd said fire myself if I tried to do that. Yeah, so I got into it through my my previous business that I had, which was a sticker and T-shirt creation business. And just one day, a glass blower happened to need some stickers. And it was for a trade show they were going to. So they took these custom stickers to a trade show. All the other artists saw them and liked them. And then kind of from then on, I had a bunch of glass blower customers. And I, was ended, I ended up doing actually a lot of trades. So instead of just taking cash payments, I would take glass as payment for these custom stickers. And then I would turn around and sell the glass myself on my Instagram page. And after a while, you know, I just thought, man, I should probably try making these glass pieces because this is a really good business. And so I just took a lesson, uh, fell in love with it, bought all the equipment for a home studio and started blowing glass every single day. Huh. Absolutely amazing. Yeah, I remember seeing that when I was a kid. Yeah, I didn't it's, know that was, but Yeah, I mean, I know it's an art. I was, you know, uh, 
last year I went to went for a wedding in Tiffin, Ohio, which uh, I believe is it's known for its glass. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, well, you, absolutely. You're gonna see her um, stuff. Other- it's 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 incredible oh. to watch her. I mean, genuinely incredible. How do you not burn the ever-loving crap out of yourself? Like, I, I'm not kidding yeah, when I so, say I'd set fire to myself. <laughs> well, it, it takes practice. So when I first started, I certainly burned myself a lot more than I do now. Um, but you build up little habits about being able to remember that the glass is hot and which glass is hot and not to touch it. Um, the other thing I would love to point out, though, is that I actually do something that's technically called lamp working. So a lot of the videos you'll see on my page are glass blowing videos in a traditional hot shop um, studio. And what I have mm-hmm. at my house is a very small studio where instead of having a big furnace that contains the molten lava glass, I actually do all of my work on a benchtop torch. So it's a little bit different, but it's still considered glass blowing. Again, if uh, now once I tried oxyacetylene with metal and I burnt myself, I don't know how you do it. It's it's really incredible. <laughs> um, do you know when you started doing this? Did you know? I mean, some of your pieces are really stylish. You have you you're really amazing in how you do it. What do you find the most interesting part of it? And what's your favorite piece you've ever made? Great question. So I think really the part that I enjoy the most, I'm not sure, it's all, it's all fascinating, honestly. Um, but the part yeah. I enjoy the most is that it's almost like a meditation to, to blow glass and create art pieces. Um, and I just kind of get into this Zen state when I'm creating art where I don't have to think analytically. It's very much something where my hands are moving um, in their own kind of rhythm and I just, I love that, that feeling that I get when I'm blowing glass. Um, my favorite piece I've ever made is really, it's really hard to say because I love them all so much. Like each one you have a special piece of your heart into. Um, but it would probably be a, a Ghostbusters gun that I made. You know, they're uh, like plasma gun, they're ghost guns yeah. that they have. I made yeah. a replica of one of those one time that had an image of Slimer inside of it. And that was really fun and pretty cool. Okay, how uh, so did you make Alexis, that? Alexis, Alexis, you need to send me a picture of that. Yeah, I, I want to. <laughs> that's Summer's assistant, I'm sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, she, I, yeah. I think she spoke with Alexis, yeah. Okay. That yeah. is incredible. How did you come up with that? Honestly, it was a custom for a custom piece that a, another customer requested. So a lot of my favorite pieces have definitely been um, customs that I've made by request for people. That is incredible. The amount of talent, the amount of patience it takes to do that is something very, very unique. What is the one thing you think people should know about Glassblowing, about creating? Um, Well, one thing, it's very dangerous. So (laughs) don't try it at home, folks. Um, But the Uh, other thing I would say is that it really has a unique look to it um, outside of any other type of art because of the way that the light like reflects and refracts off the glass. Um, So there's different types of glass called dichro that are like sparkly glitter. There's some glass that's UV reactive. Um, There's just such a range of colors and visual effects in glass that I think make it super unique compared to almost any other art form. Glitter, you say. You have my attention. I like glitter. Um, Yes, me too. I I like sparkly things. I like 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 sparkly things. You had Paul at Slimer, you got me at Glitter. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> it, it's, I, 
No, I think we're I think we're moving in with 3D printers and everything like that. People are going to be buying less collectibles and making them themselves, unless you come up with something completely uh, unique like you just did. That is, and that is incredible. And I think I love that you've taken a, a classic art form, very much made it your own, and you've become a TikTok star doing it. And you, I mean, you have a huge following. I've talked to some of your fans. I've, you know, I, I've been going through your stuff and you just have so many people that follow you and are so intrigued by what you do. And I think it's great that you're doing it. I really do. I think well, that it's, I think it's wonderful to see, to see art go like that. We have about three minutes to close. Is there anything you want to say to the audience um, about media or about the blowing glass uh, to the guy on, uh, uh, to the guy on Twitter that says you're gorgeous. Yes. She's very pretty. That's not the point of the show. Uh, <laughs> I don't mind what people tell me, though. No, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, no, my, I, I, yeah, I hardly hear for myself. So you're, yeah. you're 12. You're too young to be listening to this show. Shoot, it's 18 and over. Show. <laughs> Sorry. Oh God. Oh no problem. I was just gonna say um, I'd love to encourage people to share their artwork more. Whether you think that you're um, a bad artist or a good artist really the journey of, of your art experience is what makes people really interested and intrigued to connect with you. And I think that's been true for me as well is people are really fascinated with how did I become an artist um, and what did my art look like before and what does it look like now? And the more you can really just share your artwork, art and beauty has always been subjective and there will be someone out there who thinks that what you created is the most beautiful thing in the world. And that's really what I learned immediately when I started doing glass blowing is I would make pieces that I thought looked terrible, but I would post them online and someone would say, wow, that's amazing. And if you can kind of take your own judgment out of your artwork, you'll find that it has an incredible beauty to it that you can't even really express. I like that. I like that. Oh. I like that. My favorite uh, glass wall, it was Chihuly. It was always Chihuly. And uh, I got a Chihuly vase and broke it like day two. I was heartbroken. Um, That's, yeah, it does break. That's the other thing to tell people is it, it will break at some point, most likely. So just enjoy it while it lasts. <laughs> and, and maybe if you're in my case and you've got some pretty, don't take it out every five minutes to show everyone. Just leave it where it goes. Um, yeah. I, I, don't think, I don't think there's any more I can say than what you've said. I think that's really, really beautiful. Thank you very much for being on our show. Has um, anyone ever asked you if you could make a blown glass Groot? Ooh, a Groot? I'm sure I yeah. could. Like, and you can make anything out of glass. <laughs> yeah, I see like a, a Funko Pops, but it's just like in you know glass. That would be like fun. That would be a fun project. Yeah. Absolutely. Or not. I like that. Well, guys, go check her out. Um, she has got some really, really amazing stuff. Thank you for joining us. Uh, go check out Paul. I'm going to put your stuff up at the Military Moderate. Thank you for joining us. You know where to find me on Twitter because you keep writing to me. Um, and go check her out, World of Glass, on TikTok, guys. Really, really incredible. Thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, we'll thank see you, you so much for having me. No problem. We loved having you. Guys, thank you for joining us, listening in. Thank you very, very much to our very special guest. Thank you to my co-host, Paul Michael Bond, and we'll see you next week. Good night.
Thanks for checking out the show. Behind the scenes can be heard live on the Voice America Variety Channel every Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific. Be sure to join Summer Helene for more Scoop next week.